And now for something completely different. Our hosts are recording from home to bring you the same quality of shows that made Radio DePaul 2020's best college station in the nation. Listen live at RadioDePaul.com or on the Radio DePaul app. This is Radio DePaul. Chicago's College Connection. Hello, everyone. My name is Zoe Paris. You are listening to Radio DePaul, and this is Diary of a Mad Black Woman. A preface I will say every episode. Black people and black women are not a monolith. What I say represents me and my perspectives. This is groundwork for conversation, not a source for everything black. Um, So today's topic, uh, or this week's topic, is less of a racially based thing. Um, But I just want to talk about it because I think in some aspects it can be. Um, We're talking about catcalling today. Um, It is... I don't think it's very loaded. I think it's... I mean, it's most women know about the problem or are aware of the problem. Uh, And discuss it. Uh, (laughs) Like, yesterday, uh, I went to Target and probably three or four guys had something to say but i always walk around with my airpods in so i it's easier to ignore people like that um but yeah i think well i guess i could define catcalling um catcalling normally is the instance of uh men calling out either trying to talk to women or flirt with them, compliment them in kind of aggressive ways um, while just women are walking out on the street, right? Um, I imagine it's called catcalling because it's like, I don't know, you see a cute cat on the street and you're like, aw, like you wanna, you're calling it over, like you want to bring it over kind of deal. Um, I'm probably over explaining it. We all know what it is, but I just wanted to anyways. (laughs) Um, No, but... For me personally, I think any flirting when I'm just like minding my business, walking, shopping, whatever, is kind of a form of catcalling. I've been honked at before. I've had friends that have been been honked at before. I've had friends that have like, like had some disrespectful things said to them on the L, um, which is never, never fun. I think there, and I also think there's a large difference between walking up to someone and like, at, like talking to them and then maybe asking them out versus like yelling at them from afar. <laughs> like it's very, um, I don't know, it's super weird. It's super weird. And most of the time, no one wants to talk to anybody when you're out doing chores or whatever. My experience with catcalling and I think it's with a lot of people, has been very young. Um, I think the earliest that I've seen it happen to myself is probably 12, 14 um, at gas stations. Gas stations are a hot pot for that kind of stuff. Like, even my mom, a grown... I mean, like, it happens to everybody, but, like, a grown woman who, like, just exudes don't talk to me. Like, I have never seen a woman so masterfully show a presentation of please do not talk to me. I'm busy and I have things to do. My mom is literally like that. And yet, men are always still trying to talk to her, which, like, she's hot. I get it. (laughs) 
but also like i don't know mind your business leave her alone i remember there's one time and i was little little uh maybe like mm, oh, well actually it was after my parents divorced so maybe not little little mm, i had to be like 13 and i was at the gas station with my mom and she was pumping her gas and this guy comes up and he's like wow what did he say he was like <laughs> uh just like oh you're pretty you got a man and she's like recently divorced he's like what who would want to divorce you she's like i divorced him he's like ah oh, dang and that was it <laughs> that's all you had to say that's if you, here's my thing if you're gonna waste my time at least give something of value to say you know like if you're gonna stop me in the middle of me doing what i gotta do have something important to say give bring something to the table men love not bringing anything to the table <laughs> like it wasn't a cat call it was just like a guy trying to flirt but there's this guy recently um i was on i was at the belmont stop i think May, mm, definitely wilson stuff always goes down at the wilson stop just to let y'all know if y'all ever need to be in that a- area red line wilson stop keep one eye open one eye open okay <laughs> but i was i was getting off the train and i could just like i looked up and i saw i saw this guy you can tell it's like he's gonna talk to me he's gonna talk to me and i don't want to do that i i i always do this thing to like let people know i have airpods in where i'm like i like push it in my ear you know what i mean like you i'm listening to something hey man don't don't try and he literally goes this covid beep crazy huh what you're lucky i didn't pull out a headphone for that because if i did i would have been pissed you had me stop my music to hear you say that covid's been going on for a year and that's your pickup line you had a year to work on something better really guy (laughs) really but it it makes me feel so gross sometimes like those instances aren't as bad but like being actually catcalled like wearing i don't know pants that kind of accentuate the butt and i do it for myself because it makes me feel nice and i do it for my boyfriend lucky that's pretty cool (laughs) um but to just be like running my business and then somebody always has to say something what who who has that worked on who has that worked on and i think it's especially weird when guys do it in lincoln park because it's like a college area you can always tell when college students are college students for the most part i think like it's either grown women with kids or like college students right like for the like i feel like that's a common those are the common women in this area and you're like looking 30 telling me my butt looks nice Mm, i don't know about that one chief i don't know about that one feels a little weird (laughs) feels a little weird it's so kind of objectifying you know like what the only reason you're trying to say anything is because of how it look which attraction is a very important thing um in relationships i think you shouldn't date someone you're not attracted to i don't think being like wanting to be attracted to the person you're with is shallow but something about the whole experience feels shallow it's very hard for me to explain um 
just like looking at someone for a split second and deciding that like yeah i'm going to yell something to grab her attention and i'm also probably going to do it to multiple other women throughout the day speaking of the wilson stop i swear the men that hang around that train are like doing it like they just like stand there to do that they just like talk and hit on women all day is that like entertainment for some people like that doesn't sound entertaining to me and don't get me wrong i love women women are beautiful i compliment women all the time and when i say i love women i mean like i actually do like i'm bi like i love women (laughs) um but like i don't i don't get it it's always so predatory it's always so weird like do you have nothing else to do with your day go pay some bills get a job what are you doing like 12 p.m on a wednesday sitting outside yelling at women about their butt what like do you have nothing else to do with your day i don't get it i don't get it and i think it's so weird because like this kind of stuff happens when you're young like it's not even like oh once you start looking like an adult it'll happen no i've like had it happen and i've had friends have have it happen to them when they're very clearly children like very clearly children like when i was in middle school i looked like a child (laughs) and i was a little chubby too like but it's very predatory it's so weird um, I, I posted on my Instagram story just like asking for some stories about um, being catcalled and not a lot of people did it. I'm very hurt by that. Um, I, I actually thought that we were cool, guys. I thought we were close. I thought we had like a thing going on. <laughs> uh, but one of the people I know, her name's Bree. She is a little sister of a friend um back in florida i don't know if i've ever said that i'm from florida i think i've told you guys that anyways um she said that when she was 12 uh in new york city with her whole family uh something happened she didn't fully describe it and i respect that uh and her parents told her to ignore it that's something else how ignoring it has become so common instead of being like hey man you shouldn't do that like there's nothing to be said about not holding men accountable for stuff that makes women uncomfortable because you should be held accountable for that um i talked to my boyfriend about this i also talked to a friend of a friend um their name is mads and um they're they were talking about how being large people because they're both like large strong people like like they gotta hold back punches if they were to get in a fight because they might kill somebody (laughs) um and they're just talking about how like when there's altercations going on you have like a duty to yourself and for others to not make people uncomfortable because like why would you want to make someone uncomfortable um especially with something something like height and strength and stuff um a friend of mine's max has also talked about that um and I feel like why why aren't men in general taught that about like social aspects like maybe maybe men are only really taught about the physical and sometimes they're not even taught that um about like how physically as someone who is physically stronger than 
almost everyone else in the room, you have a duty to be respectful and not try to make people uncomfortable. But socially, I guess that isn't the case. I don't know. It's weird. It's very weird. It's very, very weird. But then you could say the same thing for um, oppressed peoples. Because sometimes oppression is uncomfortable. But you know the difference is men aren't oppressed for being men. So, yeah, it should be their job to not make people uncomfortable because they're in places of power. People in power should just not make people uncomfortable. Uh, But that's just me. That's just, like, a hot take I guess I have. Um, Also, you could probably tell this is not (laughs) organized in any way. Um, I'm just kind of throwing ideas together. But, yeah, it's... It's weird how the immediate reaction is from adults to ignore it. And I guess it's also a safety thing. Like, I know my when I'm facing um, aggression or something that just, like, isn't right, doesn't just sit right with me, like, um, people on the streets yelling at you or, like, people on the L being a little, a little loopy. And I don't want to say crazy because I, like, I feel like that's kind of not fair um but like you know people on the on the l that you're like nervous around my immediate reaction is to ignore it because if you don't ignore it then you bring attention to yourself and you don't know what that reaction to that attention would be uh and safety is always our number one priority for ourselves you should always try to be safe i don't know i don't know i don't know it's uh it's just gross catcalling is so gross and it's so hurtful and i don't understand why it's still a thing i don't understand why it's still a thing i have a theory on like the racial aspect um because i've noticed personally and uh with other black women that there is a substantial amount of black men that catcall black women i i have no insight on what other races of women are interacting with when it comes to being catcalled i'm just only giving an aspect that i have um and that i've heard my other friends have um but i think i think it has a weird thing to do with ownership of their women like like back in the 60s you know men own their wives in 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 a hierarchical sense uh white men owned white women (laughs) and black men owned black women but it's it's there's i think there's a lot of layers to it and that's why it's hard for me to articulate because the nuclear family aspect where like there's the ownership um the men being the provider um the mom being stay-at-home take care of the children that was mainly just the case for white families a lot of the times because of the pay being a lot less for black people both the mother and the father were providers like black women were nannies or i don't know (laughs) i can't think of it off the top of my head but they were both workers like it was very rare for only one parent to be a worker and the other one to stay at home like that was very rarely the case i remember i don't remember if i discussed this i think i did in the white feminism episode um about how how 
like during these waves of feminism the focus was very deterred from women of color because the issues at the time were just distinctly not the same um with like the social issues that white feminists were seeking with uh, wanting to be able to join the workforce and when so have equal pay reproductive rights which that was also an issue for black women but it wasn't like the forefront of their mind the forefront of their mind was like homelessness and sh- social equity overall like just being seen as people um yeah so it's it's strange having that in mind to see this idea of black man having ownership over the black woman and i'm saying this generally obviously not every black man believes this obviously it's just more of a social aspect um the ownership of the black woman especially especially because of incarceration and slavery and police brutality and all the other astounding things that are being held against black families black men are have become less present in the family dynamic so the black mom has become the head of the household in a lot of ways so she is in a position of power for a lot of these family dynamics so it's very it continues to be so strange to me how easy it is for black men to objectify specifically black women i'm not saying that they should in turn objectify everyone else but it's one of those things as like you shouldn't be a feminist because you have a mom and a daughter but for a lot of men that has to be the case they have to think of all women in the scope of women that are directly related to them and it's like we're kind of like all in this together so it's really hard to see men who know that their their mothers have struggled through racial issues have struggled with them for them and then to in turn disrespect the same kind of women you know it's it's very strange and i might do some research on this just to get some ideas rolling i guess we could probably come back to this in another episode um but yeah it's strange it's very very strange how how that works i don't get it and i don't like it um yeah like i would i would say wholeheartedly 80% maybe more I think 80 is being a little generous 80% of the men that have catcalled like fully catcalled me like yelled at me said something disrespectful across the street honked at me whatever have been black men it's and same goes for my black female friends it's it it hmm I, but I, I think what it might be is despite all that goes on and the community that black people have built, black men are still men and men still have the patriarchy that they're naturally raised in. Um, and when I say all of this about men, I don't, I think it's important to recognize how 
women can feed into the patriarchy as well because i think we're under this assumption sometimes that automatically if the oppressed person is saying something it is feeding the oppressed people like if a black person says something it is automatically pro not like pro-black but like is is true in the case of black people like take like a candace owens her existence as a black woman doesn't or black conservative woman doesn't automatically affirm black conservatism it doesn't (laughs) you know um like it's not impossible for a woman to say something sexist towards women that's not impossible it's very common um so i just want to like preface that so like women at times are like feeding this and i think a lot of women do despite being the head of the house i think there's this natural affinity to appoint like the oldest son with the power in the household sometimes um or there is a battle between social and then what's going on in the home to see like who who truly is like the leader of the house even though the mom does all the work sometimes like the oldest son is the one who is seen as the head of the house right which i think that's just replicating social problems as a whole like women do a lot of work especially today because a lot of women i think are experiencing being in the workforce and also having to do the work at home like there is this i don't even know (laughs) what the movie was but it's one of those things on tiktok where um like someone just like puts a movie clip with like weird music on top so it doesn't get copyrighted and it was a clip and it was this guy talking about how he works so much for her and she's like i have a job too i just want you to do something for me and like so we can like spend time together and he's like we went to a football game she's like that was for you i don't like football you know that was for you like can we do something for me and he's like i'm working my butt off so you don't have to work anymore and she's like i like working so i feel like that whole conversation has a lot to do with the household dynamic today where it's like these women are working these women are taking care of themselves sometimes their children and sometimes their husband and the husband expects to like sit back and just like chill because he's been working all day but so is she this is all very fallen off topic but it's like kind of all about the home dynamic stuff and i feel as though the battle between seeing black women in the household as powerful people but also as just like a powerful entity that you want in your own home like this idea of how do i how do i word this this idea of like a powerful because you know like powerful black woman my queen nubian princess whatever all that weird stuff um this powerful entity that is the black woman being like contained in your own home and cleaning for you and cooking you dinner and not saying you can't do that like i like cooking for my boyfriend i enjoy it but there's like this 
weird expectation that advances and what you do which is like the bare minimum for you means you deserve attention or um I guess servitude isn't the right word but servitude's what I'm gonna say because it's all I can come up with at the moment and I think this all kind of plays into catcalling in a weird way like this expectation that women should be receiving me well and should be receiving this well because you're a woman and (laughs) part of black women's power is their bodies for better or for worse um and that aspect of it like I, there's a weird line between empowerment and people abusing that empowerment for their own personal gain i don't know i don't know if that's what i'm distinctly trying to say here but taking that empowerment like like sexual empowerment or the entity of being a powerful black woman um and being like yes you're a powerful black woman with a black man you know what i mean you're a sexual woman who's having sex with a man like it's this this tie to men in a in in the patriarchal sense you know calling just kind of comes up to ownership i think at its core ownership to women's bodies as a whole maybe that's what i'm trying to say but that's just you know one of the the things going on i just feel like that was a very like 20 minutes passed by and i didn't feel it that was very strange i just talked and talked and talked I blacked out during that, to be honest. And that was me, like, coming, too. Um, But, yeah. It's gross. And I also think this is something I wanted to talk about before we close. Was the expectation that it's the woman's fault. Like, victim blaming, right? Because I... Okay, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I am not skinny in any way. (laughs) I am on the curvier side, on the thicker side, thick leg grits, you know? Stuff's going on. Stuff's moving. Stuff's going on. Um, I like wearing tank tops, and because I'm rocking out here with boobs, I have boobs that exist, I'm rocking out here with them, there's the assumption that you can make a comment on it because they're there and they're visible. No. <laughs> they're always going to be there. And honestly, they're always going to be visible, no matter what I wear. Like, I w- I'll wear normal clothes, and there's cleavage. Uh, but for some reason, there is the assumption that because that is the case, that warrants a comment from men. And I, I think someone might find it unfair that I don't like when men comment on like me physically and what you can or cannot see but I don't mind when like women do it or like my friends and I think it's because how different it feels like if a random man were to comment on my chest it 
it would feel as though like i know what his train of thought is it's sexual and i that makes me uncomfortable i don't want to know that you're thinking of me sexually i don't like that but i feel like with women they, they kind of do it gracefully i guess um like i remember i was going to a beach party um a while back it was very bad by the way it was like very bad house music I didn't enjoy it. I went with my friend Alicia. Probably the worst night of going out ever. <laughs> and while I was going out, because I had a bathing suit top on and like jeans. And she was like, wow, your boobs are sitting. So sorry, but like they're nice. Honestly, thank you. I really appreciate that. Because I don't know, it comes from like an aesthetic point of view. You know, it doesn't feel very predatory. It doesn't feel sexual. It's her just being like, they look nice. And she knows what nice boobs look like because she has them, too. You know? <laughs> like, it feels way less predatory. It feels way less gross coming from a woman as is, as versus a man. I feel like if a man said that exact sentence, my assumption would be that he was a little fruity. Because, um, like, sitting. Oh, your your boobs are sitting. Is such a sitting? What man knows about that? <laughs> um so I guess maybe that sentence I wouldn't mind as much, but any comment towards my chest would be weird from a man because it's like, why are you making a comment about it? Because I know what you're thinking and I know you want me to know what you're thinking by making that comment and that's weird and it makes me uncomfortable. Um, so a woman dressed any kind of way doesn't give you an excuse to touch her, to talk to her in any kind of way. Or it's like sometimes you don't even make need to make a specific comment about it. Like if you want to say... Not to a random woman, obviously, but, like, to a friend near a guy. And you're like, oh, you look nice. I think that's fine. But being a random man making a comment to a random woman, not fun. Don't do that. Like, my boyfriend, he has the tendency to, like, mostly men. I don't know. He doesn't really do it with women. But, like, compliment other people. Like, he'll, like from his car, <laughs> where he'll, like, roll down the window and go, like, nice beard. And it's it feels very gross to me because, like, Mm, don't yell at people out of your car but then after talking to him about it i was like honestly man it's not that crazy or that weird because it's like you're not trying to you're not thinking of nasty stuff about his beard you're just like nice beard you know so my me me being uncomfortable with commenting on people's bodies might be just like rooted in all the sexual stuff and that's not even might be that's exactly what it is it's just very weird um one more little story and i think i'll i think i'll wrap this up um but i remember i was walking every i think i was going to like um a witchcraft spot um and i wanted to go back but the way back was like it was closed on one side or something it was very confusing and i was like i'm just gonna walk to the next stop because it wasn't that far it was like a, it's the red line so it's like a straight shot I, I just thought i might as well walk it and i'm walking <laughs> and i hear very quietly behind me just excuse me <laughs> and I'm like i'm not in the mood to talk to anybody like a single person today i just want to get home i'm walking when i didn't plan to i just i'm very far from home i just want to get home um side note i ended up going the wrong way and then went all the way to loyola <laughs> so it was just like overall a bad day um 
But then he's like, excuse me. And once again, I'm ignoring him. And I, at this point, I feel as though if someone ignores you saying, excuse me, like three or four times, move on. You know, don't commit to it. Just, I think it's your time to go, you know? And then I feel him grab my shoulder. <laughs> and I'm like, hold, hold, hold up. I turn around. It's this guy, I don't know. He's just like a nerdy, tall black guy. And he's like, hey my name's Gideon (laughs) and I feel bad I feel kind of bad because he was just a guy seeing a girl and wanting to ask her out but also like read the signs and that's that's my statement to all of you read the signs if you're trying to catch someone's attention and they're not doing it even if they're not necessarily ignoring you maybe maybe that's a sign to just move on it's not that serious move forward move on you don't need to talk to this person and if it's someone you know just talk to them later send them a little snapchat be like hey i just saw you i do that all the time because i feel like whenever i see my friends out in public i'll like want to say hi (laughs) but then like I talk really quietly, especially with my mask. Like, I don't realize how quietly I talk. So I'd be like, hey. <laughs> and obviously, they don't hear me. I'm five foot three, and all my friends are way taller than me. And then, like, I'm quiet. So then, I'll just Snapchat them and be like, hey, I saw you. Anyways, this is a whole bunch of hoopla. I enjoyed this. I hope you guys did. I thoroughly enjoyed this. This is very fun for me. Um, sorry for missing the episode last week. It's been very stressful. Um, finals have been going on. Um, I'm actually gonna do work literally after recording this. Um, and then, you know, life. Life has been stressful overall. Um, quick note, actually, before I go, um, before I, I uh, bid adieu. Is that the word? Is that the a bid adieu? I don't know. Is that a thing? I actually may be completely incorrect on that. Um, I saw Eternals. And I feel like this is important because, like, diversity is a hot topic with this. Um, I really liked it. Uh, I understand if you don't like Marvel movies not liking it, I guess. But it's also very plot-driven. Like, there's uh, a lot less action than your average Marvel movie. But there's also, like, ten new characters. So, of course, there's more plot than action than normal. I feel like it's weird to ask for more action, but also, like be upset about not fully getting to know the characters which i think the movie did a decent job at letting you get to know who these characters were uh and the time given based off just like the way that they interact with each other you know but i thoroughly enjoyed the movie if i wasn't broke i'd go see it again like right now i have no money (laughs) so that is not what i'm going to do going to another movie theater would be such a bad idea I'm thinking about it, but it would be such a bad idea to go to the movie theaters again. Um, But I really enjoyed the movie. The action, I think, was really good. They have a speedster in the movie. Her name is Makari. Um, She's one of my favorite characters. Her and her boyfriend, Druig. Let me tell y'all something. I have not shipped characters this hard since I was in middle school, since I was like 14. Supernatural phase, you know what I mean? I'm shipping these two people hard. 
very hard. I feel very passionately about the relationship. I love them very much. Cannot wait to see them again. Um, but Makari and Druig, they're my favorite characters. But the speedster scenes with Makari, there's a specific scene towards the end where she just goes ham. So good. Like, so good. Um, I'd argue Quicksilver has nothing on my girl. Has nothing on her. She's also deaf. Beautiful deaf um, representation. Makes me... I don't know. It just makes me feel good seeing people that aren't normally represented be represented. Um, and I think she she's the first of... Maybe not many. I don't know how many deaf characters are in my role role. But I know Echo, who is deaf and Native American, uh, is possibly... I don't know if it was ever officially confirmed, but is possibly joining the MCU. Uh, my friend Sydney would know better than I do. I believe that is the case. Not even believe i think she's getting her own show i think but i may be wrong and don't quote me on that because this isn't a marvel show this is a show about me this is a show all about me all about zoe <laughs> but um definitely would recommend eternals even if you just want to like push diversity in movies and show because really i these kinds of movies are just like tests i feel to you know make sure <laughs> diversity is really profitable which it is just as any other movie is profitable it'd be nice to just see people that look like me in movies that aren't you know being slaves you know it's, it would just be nice to see uh some escapism <laughs> uh and i i think i think eternals was that in a good way i think it did some good representation for um mental illness a little bit i i can't speak on it but from what i've seen it seems like pretty good representation um yeah i would recommend it for sure i hope you guys go out to see it if you can if not wait till it gets on disney plus and watch it uh yeah so we talked about <laughs> cat calling today um i went a little bit everywhere but i think i got my point across you know with all the ideas and concepts in my head we'll definitely come back to this topic i think i'm gonna do some research on it if there's really any research out there i'm not sure there's like you know videos about a woman going through her day while being catcalled but i don't know if there's actually any specific like research done on that probably there's research done on a lot of things so i'll assume so i'll do some research on that not anytime soon because i don't want to do it like so close to the original episode but eventually my goal is to talk about this again with a little bit more research in mind this is all kind of theoretical um yeah i'm glad you guys came to listen thank you for listening so much as you know as always you can follow me on twitter at xoe underscore p-a-r-r-i-s or instagram at xoe period p-a-r-r-i-s and i will see you next week